This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hey there, everybody. Uh, it's just me. Zach is in Mexico, hopefully having an amazing time eating all of the guacamole and enjoying his bride and family. Um, I just got back from my trip from Hawaii and I brought with me um, a nasty little congestion. So here's what I'm going to do. I actually have a really cool recording of a keynote that I did for um, a conference. And it's interesting. The conference is just for door-to-door salesmen. I know that sounds interesting. Like, why would they bring Laura Heck in? Um, and I think that many of you could probably benefit from listening to this keynote because it's really about if you identify yourself as a hustler, if you identify as maybe um, someone who is really trying to climb that corporate ladder, somebody who's focused on pursuing your career. Oftentimes, your relationship can be put on the back burner or um, devalued the importance of it. And so this keynote is really, it's about 30 minutes long and it's just speaking to a group of hustlers that are highly motivated in their career. Hopefully, hearing a little something from Laura Heck about how you can turn your attention towards your relationship um, and a couple of marriage hacks along the way and how to do that. So I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, my keynote for door-to-door conference. Your eyes are not failing you. I am a female and I have heard that this stage doesn't have many of those on them. So, oh yes, I heard some female voices out there. Oh yes! I get pumped up and I get super pumped up because I feel like I am in a room with a bunch of like-minded people. Let me hear you. If you feel like you are driven, you are motivated, let me hear you. Anyone? Okay. There you are. Are you a hustler? I'm a hustler, baby. Okay. The problem that we have is that we become hyper-focused in areas that we excel in, right? So if we are excelling and we are crushing it in our professional life, that means that a lot of our intimate relationships are getting left behind. And I have this amazing group, all of you, that I want to be able for you to level up your professional life 
by focusing on an area that maybe, just maybe, you haven't thought could actually influence your success in all aspects of life. Because when you are successful in your intimate relationship, you will be successful in life. And that's why I want to teach you just one nugget of truth today. There's going to be a lot of things that are said today. And if there's one thing that resonates for you, my hope is that you hear me. You have some insight, but it doesn't stop there. My hope is that you take that insight and you put it into action. I am not interested in insight chasers. I want some action takers today. So by the end of my 20 minutes here, I hopefully will give you one thing that you can do in your relationship so that you can level up. Are we ready? Let's do this. Okay. How many of you think, just maybe, you have not been putting in 100% into your intimate relationship? Anybody? Maybe 98%, 97? 96? Perhaps the problem might be that we are dismissing or we are devaluing the importance of our relationships. Something that I found interesting is that your intimate relationship has the ability to impact all areas of your life. When your relationship is going well, do you not feel joy? Do you not feel confident? Do you not feel like you can go out there and crush it in all areas? But when your relationship isn't going well, it sucks your energy. It takes up cognitive load so that you can't focus on the things that you really do want to be focusing on. When your relationship's not going well, it affects your mental health. It affects your physical health. This is one thing that I was absolutely blown away by what the research had to say of when your intimate relationship is not going well. Does everybody understand when I'm saying intimate relationship? I'm not talking about you and your mom. I'm talking about you and your lover, okay? Your girlfriend. You don't have to be married for this to apply. Anyone who holds a special place in your heart, that's your intimate relationship. And when it's not going well, your physical health is impacted to the point where you're losing energy, you're losing sleep, your immune system is drastically affected. How so? If you have ever tried to, has anybody had surgery in the last year? Let me hear you because I can't see you. Okay, anyone's had surgery. If your relationship is not going well, it is going to take you longer to heal from surgery. Why? Those of you who are in an intimate relationship that's not going well, you are more likely to get the flu this year and to be knocked down longer by the flu. Because we have these T cells, they're natural cells, they're fighter cells. They recognize when there is a pathogen and they recognize it and they attack it. There are scientific studies that show those who are in healthy relationships, those T cells proliferate. They're out there fighting and killing any pathogens that are going to knock us down. When you're in an unhealthy relationship, those pathogens, there's less of them. There's more pathogens, less white T cells. That blows my mind. Here's another interesting statistic. We have a lot of men in the room. Okay, Ooh, okay. we have one man in the room. Just kidding. Okay. You are more likely to die if you are lonely, then if you are morbidly obese, then if you are consuming alcohol in excess, or if you are taking in pollution, more likely to be lonely. 
And some of you might be saying, that's not me. But I know that there are some people in this room right now who can say, yes, I'm married. But there is nothing lonelier than lying next to someone who is supposed to be your person and feeling lonelier than you have ever felt, ever. In Utah, how many are here from Utah, live in Utah? Okay, so there's quite a few. We have an epidemic. We have a suicide epidemic right now. And the media is talking a lot about teenagers. And Utah has one of the highest rates of teenager suicide across the nation. But what doesn't get spoken about often, and what the media doesn't talk about, is that that is not the most at-risk population. The most at-risk population are white, middle-aged men. Why? Loneliness. What I'm trying to say here is I want to make a case for you to turn your attention toward your relationship. And it's not going to take a lot. I'm going to talk about how you can make small movements, have a small impact on your relationship. Here's the thing about women, and I love it. I think it's so true. Ladies, when there's something going on in our life, when we're not feeling great, when we're sad, we can just go sit on a park bench and another woman is going to come and find us and ask us how we're doing. And we can divulge our deepest secrets and thoughts to complete strangers at Starbucks and they're gonna hold our hand and pat us on the back. Right, ladies? We have infinite resources and support when it comes to receiving that attention that we need. But the truth is that men and women are very different. Men, you have one person. One person that you go to with your deepest, darkest, most vulnerable moments, and that is your significant other. And that's why I'm here specifically talking to you because I want for you to put 100% into your relationship. I know that it is going to impact and level you up in all aspects of your life if you are turning your attention to it. We cannot go on autopilot in our relationship. How many of you would say that you are guilty of hoping and relying on autopilot so that you can turn your attention to other things that seem more pressing? Anybody guilty of that? Relationship autopilot? Knock it off. We're done. Today, you, that is the last day that you are on autopilot. Today, I'm deciding for you that you are going to be intentional. How do we do this? So Stephen Covey, how many of you know Stephen Covey? Seven Principles of Highly Effective People. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Pretty well known, right? Stephen Covey and Dr. John Gottman. So Dr. John Gottman, if you're not aware of who he is, he is my mentor. He's who I tra- who trained me, who I trained. Boy, that would be nice. Who trained me. He's world-renowned. He's the Michael Jordan of couples therapy, couples research. But they talk about something called the emotional bank account. So you and your partner have a shared emotional bank account. Every positive thing that you do in your relationship is a deposit into that emotional bank account. Every negative thing that you do in your relationship is a withdrawal. I need for your bank accounts to be overflowing. I need for you to be at a surplus. Why? Because there are going to be things in your life that are external from your control. And you need that emotional bank account to be at a surplus because you are not going to intentionally make withdrawals, but life is. You're going to have a sick spouse. 
You are going to have elderly parents who are going to need your care. You are going to have mental health issues. You are going to lose a job. These are things that are oftentimes out of our control. And when your emotional bank account is at a surplus, you can withstand the storms of life. But too often we are already at a deficit and then these external things come and they rock your world. Every positive thing that you do in your relationship is, is a deposit. So it doesn't have to be a lot. And the thing is, is that I think sometimes we think maybe if we just spend $15,000 and we go to Hawaii with our spouse and we dote on them for a week, that that's going to fill our emotional bank account up. That's great. I have couples that do that all the time. They have amazing sex for a week. And then they're back in my office a week later and their love faded faster than their tans. It is not the currency that I'm focused on. I want you to be focused instead on the frequency and the consistency of your deposits. It doesn't have to be a lot. Let me tell you about how important these emotional deposits are into your bank account. So Dr. Gottman, I mentioned him, he's the Michael Jordan of couples therapy. So he did research and one of his most famous studies was done with newlyweds. Now newlywed, any newlyweds in here? Still puppy dog love, still feeling good? All right, okay, there's a few of you. So he had newlyweds come in and he observes newlyweds in as natural of an environment as you can be when you have coders back behind a two-way mirror observing your every move. But he watched them for 24-hour periods of time and he took down a bunch of data. He wanted to know what were you saying to your partner? How did you say it? What kind of eye contact did you make? Did you make any facial expressions? Did you touch your partner? Were you sweating? What was your immune system? So by drawing blood, we were taking a look at what their immune system was. He was taking a look at their stress levels by taking urine samples. He took down every bit of data that he could think. And then he followed these newlywed couples for many years. And he checked back in with them at six years. Now of that group, in the natural tendency that we have, there were some newlyweds who had later divorced six years later and some who were still together. This is where the interesting data comes from. He went back to when he had observed them for 24 hours. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And he started to take a look at these tiny, insignificant moments that added up. And he called these moments bids for connection. Take a look at the numbers there. The couples who had later divorced 66, had six years later, later divorced, they had only turned toward, I'm gonna to explain what that is, turned toward their partner's bids for connection 33% of the time. The couples who were still together six years later, when they were being observed, had turned toward their partner's bids for connection 86% of the time. What does that mean? It means that there is a cumulative impact of the small moments that you are doing in your relationship that can either lift you up in your relationship or it can tear it down. 
33 versus 86. How many of you want to be 86%? How many of you want to be the couple that makes it in six years? Hey friends, just a quick pause to say thank you for your interest in Marriage Therapy Journal. The book drops on Amazon on February 29th because leap day, but you can pre-order the Kindle version now with a special dad joke discount. Um, So if you're interested in saving a couple bucks, you can go ahead and pick it up between now and the end of the month and I'll thank you in advance. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that we're creating a membership site that will have additional content and support for those who are interested. And if that sounds appealing, go over to marriagetherapyjournal.com. Drop your email in there and we'll let you know as soon as it's available. Thanks again. And now back to Marriage Therapy Radio. So what are bids for connection? Let's just talk about that for a second. A bid for connection is any gesture where you are reaching out to your partner. And it is small. It's covert. But it's little things. Like when you're at the grocery store with your partner and all you say is, You're walking by maybe laundry detergent, and you turn to your partner and go, are we at a laundry detergent? That's making a bid for connection. You are asking your partner a question. Now, your partner can answer in one of three ways, and only one of those ways is going to put a deposit into that emotional bank account. Your partner could say, how am I supposed to know? I don't do the laundry. Is that a deposit, or is that a withdrawal? That's a withdrawal. Or your partner could be staring at their cell phone and doesn't hear you and doesn't respond. Is that a deposit or is that a withdrawal? That's a withdrawal. Or your partner could respond by simply walking over and taking the laundry detergent and putting it into the basket. Responding with kindness, responding by turning toward Because if you're thinking about laundry detergent, I'm thinking about laundry detergent. That's a deposit in the emotional bank account. Do you see how small these gestures can be? What if you're driving down the road and you reach out and you put a hand on your partner's lap? There's three ways that you can respond. You can shove their hand off of your lap and say, your hands are so sweaty, you're going to leave a print on my pants. Is that a deposit or withdrawal? Withdrawal. You could take your hand and you could wrap it around their hand and hold it. Deposit. Or you could ignore that their hand is there altogether. Withdrawal. So there are three ways to turn towards your partner's bid for connection. You can either turn toward, turn away, which is ignoring, or you could turn against. And the idea is that these bids for connection are automatic. They happen no matter what in your relationship. So all you have to do when you go home, this is the part where you're taking action, is be aware of what a bid for connection looks like. It is any gesture where your partner is reaching out for you, and essentially what they're saying is, are you there for me? Do you love me? Will you respond to me when I reach out to you? Here's the tough part. The tough part is that oftentimes when your partner is reaching out for you, it's wrapped in a complaint. It's wrapped in frustration. If you have a tendency of being late home, where maybe you're trying to avoid coming home to an angry, disgruntled wife, and so when you walk in the door and it's 8 o'clock at night and she was expecting you at 6 o'clock, she's going to be pissed, right? The problem is that even when she is angry, even when she's pissed, 
that complaint, underneath that complaint is a deep personal longing. Why are you always late? Why don't you think about me? Why wouldn't you call ahead? What's underneath that? I care for you. I want to spend time with you. You're my person. Underneath that complaint is a longing that she has to connect with you. That is a bid for connection. Now, this is why it's tricky, because when she comes to you guns blazing, how do you respond by turning toward? It's tough, but now you know that's what she's doing. Now you have the opportunity to either turn a situation that could go very, very wrong into an opportunity to put a deposit in the emotional bank account. Babe, I know I was late. I know it's really important to you that we spend time together after the kids go to bed. I'll call next time. I'll let you know when I'm going to be running late. Okay. Here's another thing. So these bids for connection are going to happen no matter what. One thing that you can do today to make sure that you are investing in your future, remember the idea is we're putting deposits in our emotional bank account. I want for you to invest in your future by creating these rituals. It's basically habits. Is anybody else a dork about habits like I am? There have been so many incredible books that have come out talking about the power of habit. I want to give you the power of habit because when you get busy, Habit is something that comes in where you don't even have to think about it. Remember how I told you don't go on autopilot? Now I'm teaching you how to go on autopilot and how to do it effectively. I want you to invest in your future by creating rituals of connection. Every morning, I want for you to create a ritual first thing in the morning where you can connect with your partner. My son is here today. He's five years old. I'm going to test him. He doesn't know mommy's going to ask him this question. Hold in. Why does mommy bring coffee to daddy every morning? Say it loud. Because mommy loves daddy. Did anybody hear that? The front row heard it. I re, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I don't, I, I'm going to pretend like you're, you're clapping for me, but I'm pretty sure you're clapping for my son. Um, I've created a ritual every morning, and it doesn't matter who does the ritual, but every single morning there is a gesture that happens. Whoever gets up first gets the coffee going. And when I bring a cup of coffee up to my husband and our son is snuggling in bed with him, I ask him out loud, Holden, that's my little boy's name, Holden, why does mommy bring coffee to daddy? And he responds, because mommy loves daddy. That's my first ritual that I do in the morning. It is habitual. I don't even have to think about it. And that is a big deposit, not emotional bank account. What do we do at nighttime? My husband knows this. He's never been in the, he's in the room too. He's never been in the room when I share this story. Every single night after our son goes to bed, my husband lays across me like a giant golden retriever and I scratch his back until he kicks his back leg. This is our way This is our way of connecting at the end of the night. It's a deposit. And it doesn't matter if we're out of state. I don't live in Utah, but you better believe that I scratched that boy last night while we were in Utah. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what chaos is happening in our life. I'm going to do the ritual, two other rituals, when your partner leaves for the day. I want for you to create a ritual of saying goodbye. 
whatever it might be. And when your partner walks back in at the end of the day, I want for you to create another ritual to be able to connect. These are four ways, guaranteed ways, that no matter how stressed out you are and how crazy and chaotic your lives get, you are going to put deposits in that emotional bank account. That is the entire goal. You build up that emotional bank account, you can do anything because you feel close and connected. Here's a question that I want all of you to text. Pull your phone out right now. Pull it out. You are going to text this to your partner right now. What is one thing that I can do today to make you feel loved? We are not mind readers, and I'm not asking you to be a mind reader. But you are reaching out to your partner, and I want for you to be ready to get the response, because whatever they say, can I get agreement that you are going to do it? Whatever they say. Agreement? We're going to do it. What is one thing I can do today to make you feel loved? Is anybody nervous to see what their partner responds with? Remember that I told you that I want you to be an action taker and not just an insight chaser. Right now, your partner is going to give you the action to take. And I want for each and every one of you to commit to doing that one thing today. If you want to build trust, remember that trust is built in small moments over time. It's the consistency and the frequency. It is not the currency. Are we ready to be action takers? We are. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you. so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I really miss you, Zach, and I'm looking forward to doing our next episode together. Uh, for those of you who haven't checked it out, go to Marriage Therapy Radio. That's our website. Sign up. We're going to start sending out regular emails. Uh, we're slackers for the most part, but Zach has a bee in his bonnet and he is ready and motivated to start providing some value to your inbox. So sign up to become uh, a regular subscriber of Marriage Therapy Radio. Thanks for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.